This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, March 17th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle flying solo on today's show. Jay Book is on vacation, on a family vacation. He will be back on next Friday's show. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. If you fill out brackets, I hope your brackets are doing well, which means I hope you don't have Arizona and or Virginia going too far. I tell you what, if you don't have any skin in the game that with either of those teams, that was a, that was a lot of fun seeing that yesterday. All right, I want to do a deep dive on the Buckeyes running backs and defensive linemen going into the 2023 season. Um, I, I feel like we're not talking about the running backs enough. You know, we're, we still have uh, PTSD from last year with, uh, you know, everybody being hurt except for Dallin Hayden, the true freshman that nobody really thought was even going to play much as a true freshman because what did we talk about going into last year, just how loaded they are at running back, you know, like Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams and Evan Pryor and then – I have never seen an Ohio State running back room get that decimated. If I'm forgetting a year, remind me. But um, seriously, I mean, even going like way back to my childhood, I can't remember the running backs being that decimated. It obviously started in camp with Evan Pryor being lost for the season with the knee. Um, you know, you got to think he's going to be back. I guess the one good thing about that is that it happened in camp and not at the end of the season or something. So, um, you know, so he should be, you know, they, they expect him to be full go for the start of camp. So that's great. In fact, probably sometime during the summer. So even before camp starts, so you can go through summer conditioning. So that's hopefully you get in a healthy Evan Pryor. Um, you know, Mayan Williams was banged up all year and still got over 10 touchdowns. So, you know, I think Mayan Williams, when healthy, is a very effective back. Look how he played, you know, early last year compared to late in the year. And even late in the year, he keep, <laughs> he's getting like down to like four or five carries. So can Mayan Williams stay healthy? If, if so, he's going to be effective. And then the big one to me is Travion Henderson. I would I I thought as a freshman he showed flashes of somebody that can be special, and then last year took a big step back. But then we learned what that he has had a broken foot that he was dealing with. He had other injuries too. But I mean, you know that's got to be you know one of the worst injuries to try and play through as a running back with all the cutting you're doing is playing through a you know broken bone in your foot. So um, he's out of the walking boot now, and that's great to see you know, him at least going through like light you know team drills and stuff like that, jogging and stuff like that. He's not, and you know, more than jogging. He's not full-on sprinting, but um, Chip Trainum is now, you know, full-time running back. They brought him back. Um, he's another guy coming back, I should say. All five scholarship running backs are back. Dallin Hayden 
was really good as a true freshman, all things considered. And then now as a, as a sophomore, and he enrolled late. I'm not didn't enroll late. It does feel like that now. If you don't enroll early, you enroll late, right? But like you know, half the guys enrolled in June last year, and he was one of them. And it's tougher to play if you enroll in June uh, and play well. Uh, he played because of necessity, but then you know played well. And now he's going to be a year older, a year better, full year in the system, stronger. He's up to you know over two hundred and three pounds. He was about one ninety five last year, uh, and it's not just the weight; it's the strength. So. I really like Tony Alford's running back room. Those five guys, I feel like we're not talking about enough again because they were hurt last year. And I've never seen so many guys get hurt at that position. Like, I'll go back. There's been years where if one guy got hurt at Ohio State at the running back position, they were in bad shape. Let's, even though they won the title in 2002, um, remember when Maurice Claret got hurt, you know, and they didn't have him for a while? The running game just went in the tank, you know, when they had to use Lydell Ross as the main back. It just went in the tank without Maurice Claret. You know, what if the, the 24, speaking of national championship teams, what if what if uh, Ezekiel Elliott got hurt in 2014? I mean, the backup, I mean, Curtis Samuel was the backup as a true freshman. You guys remember that? He was the backup tailback. You know, he wasn't playing like the H back that year. We had Curtis Samuel, and he, you know, he had a good true freshman season. But what if, what if Zeke got hurt that year? That would have been bad news. I mean, there's, again, there's been years where if one guy got hurt, they'd be in bad shape. J.K. Dobbins, when he got banged up against Clemson in 2019, and he would not have been able to play against LSU. I was bringing that up. You know, people say, oh, the Buckeyes probably would have won the national championship and beaten at that LSU team. That LSU team was stacked, first of all, and the Buckeyes would have been without J.K. Dobbins because he got hurt against Clemson. But my point is, what happened in that Clemson game when, when Dobbins hurt that foot? He tried to play through it because he, he he's a warrior. They put Master Teague in there. Huge drop-off right away, right? So we've seen years where if one guy gets hurt, they're in bad shape at running back. Last year, they lose prior for the season. He was going to be the number three back, but he, they still were going to carve out a role for him. And then Henderson and Mayan Williams banged up all year. Never seen anything like it. Even the, the main walk-on they had last year, T.C. Caffey, was lost for the year with, with an injury. It was crazy. Tony Alford must have been like, are you kidding me? I finally built this room with all this depth and all this talent. And uh, everybody's uh, dropping like flies. But I think this is going to be a really good uh, running back room this year. Um, I'm not going to say one of the best in the country, but I think, it, it, you know, it has the potential to be. Certainly it has the potential to be. I'm not going to make any grand proclamations. I expect it to at least be very good. That doesn't mean, you know, it's going to be one of the top five groups in the country. But maybe it will be. Maybe it will be. If they stay healthy, they definitely can, you know, that's definitely in the cards. If they can stay reasonably healthy, I'm not, you're not going to get through a season unscathed, but if they can stay reasonably healthy, um, again, just going back through time, there's been years where if, you know, if one guy, one guy got hurt at the running back position, we can think of many examples. They were in bad shape. And last year they were dealing with, you know, at least three injuries, uh, relatively serious injuries. Uh, Mayan Williams didn't really have anything that serious. He was just so nicked up. There was like a series of things with him. But um, so there you go. I think, you know, they're going to be very good at running back this year. And it's going to be interesting, interesting to see who the starter is. I think it'll be Travion Henderson. And I think, you know, if he's able to stay healthy, we might see something similar to what we saw with J.K. Dobbins. What do I mean by that? J.K. Dobbins came in like gangbusters as a true freshman, then digressed as a sophomore. His wasn't really because of injury, I don't think. Um, Travion came in like gangbusters, relatively speaking, as a, as a true freshman. And, you know, regressed as a sophomore, but, you know, could be mostly because of injuries. And then I think now he's going to take that that step as a junior and get back to what we expected him to be. 
Um, but that doesn't mean he's going to be a guy that's going to be out there carrying the ball 25 times a game. They're going to mix mine in there. Dallin Hayden, I think, has earned playing time. And then we'll see about Evan Pryor. I think, you know, they were they were clear last year that he had earned playing time going in, uh, you know, into the season before he got hurt in camp. So if he's healthy, he's another guy. You got to think, you know, unless he's lost a step because of the injury, um, I, I tend to think he'll be just fine. Young guy like that, that's the first serious injury he's ever had. I think he'll be fine. Um, as long as there's no setbacks, nothing else happens to him, I think Evan Pryor is going to be a, you know, another guy that can be a weapon. They really like him as a receiver out of the backfield. That's the one thing, one more thing I want to say about the running backs before I move on to the defensive lineman is I thought Travion Henderson was good as a, as a weapon out of the backfield as a true freshman, as, as a receiver, kind of what they were talking about using Evan Pryor last year. And I just assumed they were going to use Henderson like that because they did as a true freshman. And then last year, his, his, his receptions dropped off big time. I don't know. Maybe they just – I don't know what – one of the many questions I'm going to ask Ryan Day, we usually get, you know, just about two questions. And there's always – it's on my list. It's not like at the top of the list. There's other things I wanted to talk about. But that, that's definitely on there. Like, do you plan on using Henderson more – like you did when he was a true freshman out of the backfield. Now he's that probably doesn't want to give away secrets to his opponents, but the spring is now is kind of the time to ask those questions. Like, you know, generally speaking, or do you plan on using Trey as more of a weapon out of the backfield this year? Cause they didn't really do that last year. We'll see what coach day says about that. when We get a chance to speak with them. They're off this week. They resume next week. We'll be out there practice on Tuesday and Thursday next week. And then in the middle of that is pro day on Wednesday. So big time week next week on the beat. Practice Tuesday and Thursday, and that we'll have interviews as well with the players and some coaches and Coach Day, of course. And uh, I believe we're going to get a chance to see some practice either Tuesday or Thursday, maybe both. And then Pro Day is open to the media as well. Um, although, frankly, like we're like sequestered over in like this little uh, corner of the whack. It gets packed in there, as you guys can imagine. I'm sure you've seen it. Um, frankly, I can see it better if I watch it on NFL Network or something. If somebody's like watching the as long as they have the whole thing on, which sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Now I'm sure your Big Ten Network will have it and some of the streaming services, some of the uh, maybe some of the services you have to pay for, be it Big Ten Plus. Um, but uh, we'll have coverage on Bucknuts. All right. So defensive line. Okay, these guys need to be great. Okay, I have no doubt they're going to be good. The defensive line for Ohio State in 2023. Can they be great is the question in my book. Um because we know they're going to be good. They'll be good. That's the baseline. Can they be elite is the question. Let's break it down. All right. JT Tumalau, can he be that guy? I'm not saying he's he's going to play every game like the fourth quarter of Penn State, but can he be more of that guy that's a game wrecker? You know, and I think the answer is yes, he can be that. Will he be? We shall find out. Um, starts with him uh, on the edge. And then Jack Sawyer, I like that they're just using him as a defensive end you know, shelving the idea of using him as a, a jack. In fact, they didn't even use the jack that much last year, and they said they might use it less this year. So it's almost not even worth talking about the jack position. But um, Jack Sawyer, I like that he's just going to be a defensive end. We've talked about that. Um, and then at tackle, you know, I, I really like the, the – the all four of these guys are entering all, – all, all the projected starters are entering their third year. Now, they, maybe they'll have Ty Hamilton as a starter because he's a fifth year – or a, he's a he's, – Fourth-year guy. He's not a fifth-year senior. Maybe Ty Hamilton will be a starter, but I, I hope the starting defensive tackles are Mike Hall and Tyleek Williams, and I hope they play a lot of snaps. Um, we'll get to that in a second, the rotation. But I hope Mike Hall and Tyleek Williams are the starters. Why? Because I think they're the best defensive tackles on the team, 
And I thought that last year, and now they're going to be a year older. Um, and Mike Hall was dealing with the shoulder injury last year, all year. Heard it early in the year and dealt with it all year. That's why his snaps were limited. So uh, if Mike Hall can stay healthy, he's going to be a beast. So I, I really – and then Tyleek Williams, again, I, I think he looks great. Little we saw, you know, a couple weeks ago. I guess it was last week. It wasn't a couple weeks ago. The, the little we saw um, Tuesday and Thursday of last week, I thought Tyleek Williams looked great. You know, he, he just looks like he's in good shape but still, you know, 320 pounds. Don't slim him up too much, man. Just don't slim him up too much. I like him right there at, like, 320. Heck, you can get him at 330 if he, if he can keep it, you know, doesn't get gassed. So, and then Ty Hamilton's going to play. There's no doubt about that, and that's good. You know, depth is good. And then they don't have a lot of depth at D-tackle, and experience is good. Um, Ty Hamilton is a solid player, but I want him as the, the number three D-tackle or the number four. I don't want him as a starter, you know, because the ceiling's not that high, in my opinion. Nothing against Ty Hamilton. Again, I'm glad he's on the team. I'm glad he's going to play. But I want Mike Hall and Tyleek Williams out there. You know, it's a philosophy that Brian Hartline uses with wide receivers. It's a philosophy Jim Knowles uses with the back seven. They're your starters for a reason. You know, if I'm going to – I love what Hartline says. If I'm going to take Marvin Harrison Jr. off the field for another receiver, that you you got to be better – or not better. you got to be as good as Marvin. Why am I taking him off the field if he's not gassed to put you out there uh, if you're not going to be just as good as him? If I'm taking a Mecca Egbuka off the field uh, for you, Jaden Ballard, uh, you have to be just as good as him. Or why am I taking a Mecca off the field? to put you in there if he's not gassed. And then Knowles has the same philosophy. I mean, Ty, Tommy Eichenberg doesn't leave the game. They did some rotating with Steel Chambers and Tommy, or excuse me, um, Cody Simon, until they didn't, until it was pretty much just Steel Chambers out there. Pat Murphy and I were talking about that on his uh, Bucknuts Happy Hour uh, yesterday. So um, I hope Larry Johnson adopts that same philosophy. And I get the feeling that maybe uh, Ryan Day has talked to him about that. We'll see. Uh, I think, you know, Ryan Day's trying to be more of a, a complete head coach, in my opinion. I, you can see the evolution there. And I won't be surprised. I, I would not be surprised. Now, they would never tell us this, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was Ryan Day that said, okay, enough with this Jacks, you know, Sawyer being the Jack. He's going to be a defensive end. It's just my guess. I have not been told that by any sources. That's my guess is Ryan Day. Um, and good for him as the head coach. He This head coach of the defense stuff with Jim Knowles, no, he's the defensive coordinator. Ryan Day's the head coach. Like, he, I'm glad that he's – He's not going to be calling defensive plays or getting too in, intricate with X's and O's, but I like that he's being more involved with the defense and being more of that CEO. Um, and then we'll see about offensive play calling. But back to the defensive line. I want to see less of a rotation. Um, starters are starters for a reason. Now, okay, you know, all bets are off if a guy is gassed. I'm not talking about that. If he's not gassed, don't take him out of the game. He's a starter for a reason. And then Hero Canoe's the other guy at D-Tackle. Um, that I'm very intrigued with. You know, I think Hero Canoe needs to be on the two deep. I think he will. Redshirt freshman now. Um, talked to him at uh, the media day down at uh, Peach Bowl, right before the Peach Bowl down in Atlanta. And he, you know, what a great kid from Germany. He was about 315 pounds this past season. And, you know, he said a big thing that he wanted to do was, was drop his body fat. And he's already down to 305, looking great out there. So he's already, you know, mission accomplished. He was already in the midst of doing that. I don't think he was 315 when I was talking about him. But he's down to 305 and, and looking good out there and big, strong kid. Only been playing football for about four years. I love that he's from Germany. There's just something cool about that. And uh, it's fun talking to him. He's just a really special kid. So uh, and I like the, that he's a big, strong dude at 6'5", 305. So get him out there. 
You know, now is time. He's going to have a full year in the weight room now. Big, strong kid and such a high ceiling. Again, only been playing football for four years. And here's at Ohio State was a big time recruit that a lot of schools wanted. It's not like he's some project. Um, get him out there. I mean, his didn't have a lot of high school film. I was only only here for two years, I believe. Um, but his high school film's impressive against good competition. So get him out there. Get him out there on that two deep. And then rounding out the uh, D tackles, um, Jaden McKenzie still around. He'll be a fifth-year senior kid out of, uh, you know, is he from Wake Forest, North Carolina, I believe? Yeah, I, think, I believe he's out of uh, Wake Forest. He's still around. Um, yeah, Jaden McKenzie's a, you know, he's a kid about, you know, not a big D tackle. They have him listed at 6'2", 290. They're kind of in that Ty Hamilton mode, mold. Um, so he's a guy that can add some depth there, veteran guy. But, you know, again, I, you know, I want to see Tyleek Williams and Mike Hall out there the most, um, you know. And then they got, um, you know, the big kid coming in from uh, Georgia. Um, is it McKenzie or McDonald? I always forget. But um, I like that he's coming in too. So those are your six D tackles that they have. All right. And then a defensive end. Yeah, I want to see Tui Moloal out there a lot. Sawyer, I'm not ready to say put him out there. He's start. I mean, he still needs to earn the right to be like, okay, he's a guy that needs to be out there, you know, as much as possible. He needs to earn that right. Maybe he will. But – I think that's where Kenyatta Jackson and or Amari Abor can get in the mix at the end. Oh, and Caden Curry for sure. You know, I, I think Caden Curry, that would be first on my list, actually. Giving Jack Sawyer a run for his money there. And at the very, you know, best case scenario, they all show out and that makes Jack Sawyer better, right? And I expect that's what will, what will happen. Now he's got a home. Jack Sawyer does at the end. He can just focus on being – it's not like he didn't play any defensive end last year. He just They also had him playing some Jack. Now he can just focus on being a defensive end. That's what he's good at. Um, and, you know, now he's got a full year of that. He bulked up a lot. Maybe you could argue too much. But now he's got a full year of being at that weight, 265 pounds. He bulked up a lot. Came in about 240, went up to 265 in a year. And, I mean, he's just – he's built like a truck. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what Jack Sawyer does. But I think Tumo Lau is going to be a guy – now he needs to prove it too. But I think he's going to be a guy that they need to have out there as much as possible. Jack still needs to earn that. I think Caden Curry's going to give him a run for his money. Kenyatta Jackson looks good this spring. Amari Abor looks good this spring. Those guys have really uh, bulked up, but they don't look like they're stiff. You know, they look like they've put on just good muscle. So, and you know, both those guys, Kenyatta Jackson and Amari Abor, were high, you know, big-time recruits. We talk about they haven't recruited that well on defense. They actually, I mean, there's several exceptions to that narrative now they they should recruit better on defense i get that but i mean they i mean sawyer five star two middle out four star uh five star excuse me two middle out was the number one defensive uh, player in the country number one overall player in the country according to most services uh sawyer like again five another five star uh mike hall four star tyleek williams i believe he started as a three star but ended up as a four star so kenyatta jackson high four star amari abor high four star so on and on and on hero canoe high four star so they've got the talent on the defensive line. I mean, they've got – it's littered with five stars and four and high four stars. All right. So there you go. I mean, um, not extremely deep at defensive end, but as long as they stay reasonably healthy, I'm okay with that. Um, I feel like, you know, Kenyatta Jackson and Amari Abor, if those are your you know, your backup – or, or really your fourth and fifth best, because Caden Curry I think is going to be the best backup, if those are your fourth and fifth best defensive ends, it's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. So kind of like corner where I feel like they have a lot of, um, I'm not going to do a deep dive on corner, but I will mention this. I feel like 
Um, obviously not a lot of depth there. They have seven scholarship corners. Well, once Calvin Simpson Hunt gets here, they'll have seven, which is one more than they had last year. But it's high-end talent. Um, so I, I like the situation at corner. So especially other than losing uh, Cam Brown, they have everybody back. And so guy, I think Denzel Burke's going to be better this year, um, better than what he was as a true freshman. He regressed as a sophomore. I think Denzel Burke's going to be better. Maybe I'm going to do a deep dive on the corners. No, I'll save that for a different show. But um, thanks for uh, riding along with me here on this edition of the Bucknuts Morning 5, uh, talking some running backs and some defensive linemen. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. Um, happy brackets to everybody. Uh, sure. We'll see more upsets today, but, um, again, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend.